Uh, so, so then he said, what am I supposed to say to a woman? And I replied, the same sort of thing you'd be happy saying to a burly inmate in prison. <laughs> <laughs> because you should treat everyone with respect don't be a dirtbag is essentially yeah. is the message of the world yeah. Um, yeah. hey do you know what we should go and see what? Elite Battle Angel and Captain Marvel we did we saw them both because you know we're not dickheads although um, I'd be surprised if you can still see some if you can find someone that's still showing Elite Battle Angel Captain Marvel will pretty much be dominating the box office yeah. now and on all the screens um yeah, because a bunch of Oscar stuff now sticks around for a few extra weeks, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. To, to get a bit That's more right. of that sweet, sweet money, money. You'll probably still be able to watch fucking Green Book oh, in yeah. two months' times in the fucking cinema. Do you know what isn't about uh, getting money, money and getting paid, son? Uh, no, I've literally no idea where you're going with that. Welcome to Big Damn Cast. <laughs> Gentle listener. Oh, that's where you're or, going in, with or indeed the rough listeners yeah, out there. Yeah, you can be rough. You guys are welcome too. As long hey, I'm a as lo- rough boy. As long as you're playing <laughs> you, As long as you're playing safe and you're you're loving each other, then that's you know, do whatever you need. But uh right now, take a break for an hour or so to listen to me, Christopher Oh <laughs> no he didn't Johnson. And me, Matthew, I have nothing to prove to you, Watson. Um, yep. Yeah. I don't. Let's talk a bit of news. Yeah. Um, Shall we talk news? Let's talk a bit of news. Let's talk news. Do you want to hear about um, the child's play reactions? Yeah, go on. You, you've t- you've tantalised me with this. So I'll tease this you is, under your nips. This is early screening reactions to the new child's play movie. Yeah. Not which the Don Mancini one, the other one. The one with yeah, Aubrey Plaza. The one by Orion Pictures, which is a remake of child's play in as much as they can use elements from that first movie and nothing more. Uh, and yeah, it, it's a film that I am sort of on the fence with my legs swinging on the side of not happy about, simply because I'm a big fan of the franchise. I feel, I... Like, I feel like the creators have been shat on a bit here. But at the same time, I'm a comic book fan. I like my alternate takes. I'm intrigued. So, plus, you know, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. So there is that. But... Some early screenings have happened, and Reddit users have been quick to uh, anonymously post some of their thoughts. Love anonymous Reddit users. I'm going to keep this spoiler free, because believe it or not, most of them did too. But I'll say this. Early reactions for Charles Play, the 2019 remake, are that it's tonally confused. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, One uh, poster didn't necessarily agree that that ruined the experience. But it did feel a bit janky. It ends definitively. This movie does not sequel bait. That's good. Which is good. And it's like the original. The original ends definitively. It just leaves on an ominous shot of Andy peering back through the door as a freeze frame. Then it goes to the credits. Mm. Um, A lot of people interpreted that as, oh, is is the soul in Andy? And it's like, the music's the only thing saying that, really. (laughs) Everything else is suggesting that they're fine. People have... um, People look for fan theories. People have made cinematic universes out of smaller connections. Season 6B. That's not true. (laughs) Season 6B is true, though. No, it bloody well isn't. It is! No, it isn't. I'll fight for season 6B. The two Doctors is not canon. Um, (laughs) Everything is canon. (laughs) Until it isn't. Um, None of them were willing to discuss Chucky very much. Uh, you know I think why? because they were, I think, well, I think because they, they were all kind of being respectfully spoiler-free for the most part. You know why I think that is? Why? Because these people are lying, and they haven't really seen it. 
Uh, well, one of them said that Chucky's angle is more that of a jealous ex in the film. And based on what we know of the movie so far, what? Andy's got a group of mates. Though early drafts and stuff said that he's a lonely child, and that's why his mum gets him the doll. So I think Andy does a bit of growing up, does a bit of socialising, starts to leave, and the AI starts to play up as a result of that. Hence why Andy and his friend and his mum are like the target of it all. Um, mm. Not only that, the kills are creative and interesting. The puppeteering work is really good. So that's got that's got the effects fan in me very excited. Like I'm intrigued yes. to see what their take on the Chucky looks like. He is not the only AI toy in the movie, which was suspected from some of the stuff in the trailer and some of the images they've released. Hmm. Uh, but this is just the first version of Buddy. Um, there are other buddies on the way. One of which is terrifying. big teddy bear. Oh, uh, so yeah, I Teddy Ruxpin. I think this is a corrupted AI situation. Uh, and when asked about the rumor that uh, the factories in China, when asked about the rumor that an employee kills themselves and like their soul going into the people were trying to think, oh, is that how they do the whole voodoo kind of aspect? Maybe in this film, they wouldn't confirm or deny it, but they said an accident in the factory is what starts the story off. So who knows what that means? Uh, exactly, but the reactions have essentially been, yeah, it's a film. I mean, that no, is, none of them overwhelmingly positive, but none of them. That is kind of the reaction I was expecting to. I mean, I'm expecting to have when I see it. So yeah, that's fine. It's an odd one. I, I'm, I'm a little more, I'm a little more open to seeing it now, simply because I remembered my reaction to Evil Dead 2011, I've still not seen 2012, whatever it was. It's not bad. It, it's different. It's. Sam Raimi produced on it. Bruce Campbell and Ted Raimi produced on it. And the main criticism I hear of it is it doesn't have the sense of humour that the originals do. Which is why I kind of like it, because it's not trying to be yeah. the other one. Because the first Evil Dead doesn't really have a sense of humour. It's just sort of... Got, it's, got a, it's got a cheesiness to yeah. it. But the some some of it from age and some yeah. of it intentional. But who... like um, When you talk about Evil Dead, who remembers the first Evil Dead? Like, no one. Because yeah, no one was allowed to watch it for decades. Well, yeah, like, yeah. It's a video nasty! Keep it away! And like, but people, when, you, when people... I mean, they weren't even allowed the rights to it when they made number two. They weren't also, even allowed the rights to use footage from their own well, film. Yes. Hence why they very quickly remake it in the first five minutes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, was like so, a, you know. Previously, in this film series, sort of. It's only recently that they're all in a box set. Yeah. That yeah, seems yeah. to be a thing. Like, the Chuck, like the original Charles play was never in any box sets. A Chucky box sets for years, and then the most recent box set has it in. So they obviously came to an agreement. Do you think that's why Jaws isn't in the Jaws box sets? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. That'd be why. It'll be a rights issue. Ah. Also, um, because it's a good way of tricking people into buying the box set. Thinking Jaws 2, fall. 3, and The Revenge. I have not seen Jaws The Revenge. I have. But I've seen the house that that movie paid for, and it is a nice house. Genuine quote. I know from Michael Caine. From my, Michael Caine. Yeah, he was high on my cocaine. He, Not myself. Actual cocaine. Um, Jaws Revenge is dog shit. It is dog <laughs> shit. It's, it's about a shark getting revenge for its possible parent being the oh, murdered in the oh, previous child? ones. It's so weird. It's, it's so good. bloody weird, and it's not very good. Which Charles Play Twenty Nineteen might not be. But at the moment, it just sounds like it might be a film. It doesn't look like it's going to be awful. But it also doesn't look like it's going to... Basically, what I'm saying is go and watch the Old Dead remake, guys, because it's pretty good. 
Sam Raimi himself said, this is the film I would have made if we had a Hollywood budget when I made it. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, fair enough. Because it is it is low-key, but it is grotesque and really visceral and, and uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. And they don't make the mistake of having an ash in it, either. Yes. There's a character that it leads you to believe is going to be a bit of an ash character, and then he's one of the ones that gets bumped off. It's like, Excellent. good. Yeah. I might watch it. It's on, it's on Amazon or Netflix, one of the streaming services. I might give it a watch. If I started watching Lights Out earlier today, the David Sandberg sort of feature length spin off of that pretty great short. Yeah. And I was like, I just got bored within the first 25 minutes. Yeah, I, I hear I hear that. I hear that. That means that I was kind of just. I was, I was only kind of half watching it while I was Marie Kondoing my room, so. Marie Kondo. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was working out which of my shirts sparked joy. <laughs> Turns out, most of them. But a couple went. Oh, by Schweitz. Most of the ones that don't fit my belly. Just your belly. We should have cut them and made them as a crop top. No, it's just my belly. Just crop tops. No. Just make them a crop no top. No wants to see my belly. I want to see your um, belly. Oh, I want well. to paint a picture on it. And now you can! Um... <laughs> In case you can't tell, guys, it's Sunday of a very long week. Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. It's happening. The that... Suicide Squad. The... Wait, from my movie, The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Squad. And um, James Gunn, you know, writing and directing that shiz. Some reports have come out saying... Will Smith hey, is out. This is what's happening with the Suicide Squad. Yes, Will Smith is out. He said yeah. he's not. He said he's out. Um, and, and, and at first also, we believed that meant that it wasn't going to focus on Deadshot. Because it's also been confirmed that Harley Quinn is currently not a main character in this one. So he's probably not in it. Or has a very reduced role. They said that she's expected to return. But I would imagine that, the, that they have... Um, they have minimised her role because she's getting her own film which is currently in principle in photography yeah um, uh, what's it called Birds of Prey or The Fantabulous Emancipation of, of One Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn Yeah, which I, I just think that's a fucking great title it is a great just title. for the audacity of it it needs um, to have that big stony logo and then just like felt tip scrolled on yeah or lipstick the scrolled lipstick on. scrolled on yeah it's got to be that yeah. kind of that kind of picked here uh, that's how you make Harley a breakout character. Yes. Um, you make her the Deadpool-esque factor of a film that is much more serious. But, yeah, so we were like, okay, so they're focusing on other heroes. Maybe we'll have Killer Croc back in. Oh, no, they've confirmed Croc's not involved. Uh, well, maybe no. we'll have Katana in it. Well, no confirmation as to whether that's happening. I think reports are saying that Jai Courtney, um, Joel Kinnaman is not returning as Rick Flag. <laughs> Um, which, which is weird because to me that would be the obvious bridge if it is set in the same continuity he would be the bridge Amanda Waller and, and Rick Flagg and give him some better shit to do well yeah because um, he's a, he could be a great straight man to the oddballs that make up the Suicide Squad um, yeah um, and not given stupid expository dialogue well, you know, there's I a katana oh and crosser her blade stores the souls of his victims no what <laughs> but that's a big one. Reports have come out about who, what characters could be replacing the, uh, the, 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 or making up the new lineup of the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. The only one. <laughs> um, and also, uh, reports coming out that apparently Idris Elba is in talks to replace Will Smith as Deadshot. Two questions. Yes. One. This means this is likely, based simply on the uh, ethnicity of the actor to a degree, this is likely a continuation and 
you know, not a, not a complete reboot because the character is a part of it and they want a big actor to play the role, but they've also cast somebody of the same ethnicity to play the part. That won't be the central reason why they cast Idris, but obviously, you know, that sort of suggests maybe this is a continuation of some sort. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is. Question two. Yeah. Why? Why do they want Deadshot to be a big thing? I mean, Floyd I is an interesting character, but this will be the second movie with him played by a massive movie star in a prominent role in the story. Because why Deadshot? I don't know. Cast why not cast Idris Elba and just have him play someone more interesting. Well, it's funny you should mention interesting. Oh, because here's the rest of the rumored lineup: Ratcatcher. Fuck off! He's really? He's apparently being gender flipped, so they're doing a female Ratcatcher. Cool. I mean, it worked um, for Marvel. More on that later. King Shark. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, King Shark seems like a bit of a staple, like because Secret Six and and yeah, and um, King Shark has been Squad. on the Suicide Squad before. Yeah, yeah. Um, as long as you go Gail Simone style, King Shark is more um, more readily associated with the Suicide Squad than Killer Croc is, mm. for instance. Mm. Um, mm. Croc in the first one felt like a, a fill-in for King Shark. Yes. Um, yeah, which is a shame because yeah, which is a shame because. You could do some interesting stuff with Croc, and then this he was just basically a big thug with scary I think it skin. Was, I think it was easier to do. It probably came down Croc. to it being easier yeah. to do makeup prosthetics for Croc than a bunch of CGI for King Shark when you already had a bunch of crap CGI for Enchantress and, and, and um, her brother and just everything else that was going on in that Diablo thing. And, yeah, yeah. Um, Mister Polkadot. And this is a James Gunn script. And Peacemaker. Right, who's Peacemaker? I'm Peacemaker. Um, I don't know anything about Peacemaker, but he's a former diplomat with a ruthless and violent dedication to bringing world peace. So it sounds like a Punisher-esque Okay. Character. But a villain. Like a villain who is... Yeah. Who basically will... I want world peace and I'm going to bloody well get it, he says, as he like, smashes the head everyone. of a, of a, yeah. of a like, foreign leader against a desk. R- okay. Rumour is Dave Batista's going to do that. Of course, because Batista has made it quite clear that if James Gunn is not involved in Guardians 3 in some way, he's not likely to return and he will get out of his contract. However, Marvel have now confirmed that they're using James. They're using James now. A lot of it could be changed. Which is stupid. Like, like, okay, we're going to fire this man because he made pedophilia jokes and that's not acceptable, but we're still going to use his script. Why fucking fire him then? (laughs) Why fire him in the first place to distance yourself from him? After over some fake fucking moral outrage, and then use his script anyway. You're gonna to have to credit him. So any, so any, so firing him presumably to remove to get yourself away from any bad press that would come from not being associated with him anymore melts away. Assuming someone looks at the fucking credits for the film, and you can be damn fucking nah, sure the that if they're using the script, they're gonna mark it as using the script because yeah. people will want to come and see James Gunn's continuation of the characters that he made household names. But no, oh yeah, we we oh we can't we can't condone the things he said, and we're gonna have to distance ourselves from him. It's just not a Marvel Studios thing. But we're still gonna use a script. Yeah, fuck so, off. Yeah, yeah. Says the Disney exec, not the Marvel executive, uh, because Marvel had no hand in the decision to drop him. Kevin, Kevin Feige quite openly said, 
Yeah, that was not my call. Bullshit is what it is. It's so stupid, but... But we might be getting an interesting Suicide Squad Squad app film out of it. Uh, the lesson we learn, we need to learn here is, if you're going to use social media, folks, only post nice things about your future employers. Don't hmm. post anything else. Hmm. Ever. Um, so, yeah. Big so. and stupid. But, I mean, hey, at least we'll get... From a fan... Just a fan experience point, at least we'll get the story that he wanted to tell. Yeah, yeah. Just not told by him, which is stupid as fuck. Yeah. But also, it means we might have an interesting Suicide Squad movie in a Warner Brothers that is now looking to distance itself from the strictness of the DCEU. Whereas, like, Suicide Squad, Aquaman C... Inevitable Aquaman sequel, Wonder Woman 84, like, these movies are going to continue to exist in this world. Yeah. But they're not making that the focus of their movies going forward. It's just it's it's more tangential. It looks like they're going to focus on individual franchises from now on, mm-hmm. uh, which gives you room to do your Elseworld shit like Joker and everything, which uh, I'm fine with. Apparently, J- Jared Leto is still expected to return as the Joker in Birds of Prey in, or in Suicide Squad in Suicide, too. In the Suicide Squad, but <sighs> I would highly doubt it, considering. James Gunn has been highly vocally critical of Jared Leto in the past. Mm. I can't see those two working together. I have a better idea. What's that? Recast. Keep the same design. Nope. But recast. Nope. And include him in uh, the Batman. I have an even... Younger, younger actor. Include him in the Batman. I have an even better idea. Yeah? Just fucking ignore it. You ignore the Joker. Just pretend, stop. It, ever ha- Just pretend it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you need to do it, don't do him in the Batman. We do not need another Batman. It's like the... Oh, no, don't have him be the main villain in the Batman. Yeah. But like when you inevitably get the Joker in that trilogy somewhere. We do not need <laughs> another Joker versus Batman movie. We don't need one. No. We don't need one. Let's get something else. Give me Clayface or give me Hell. Penguin's rumoured. Penguin's rumoured for... Yeah, Penguin was going to be in Birds of Prey. Yeah. And then Matt Reeves bagsied him and he was taken out of Birds of Prey and replaced with Black Mask. Ah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, so Penguin was going to be the villain of Birds of Prey, which seems more appropriate when you think about it. Yeah. Birds of Prey's villain, Penguin. Yes, but hey. Um, So. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of James Gunn. Brightburn. Yeah, boy! Trailer came out this week. A.K.A. The... Evil Superman movie Warner Brothers have been wanting to make for 15 to 20 years, but never had the balls to just do. Well, the difference here being Warner Brothers want to do it because they can't think of anything to do with Superman because they're uncreative as fuck. But, they just want to do it Elseworlds. Yeah, but even if they did it, they wouldn't be able to take it too far. Not a problem for Sony and the Brothers Gun because there are three guns involved in this movie. Are they all related though? I I mean, the spelling is far too much of a, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'll have a, I'll have a quick peeky room. No, you, you keep talking. I'll have a peeky. Okay. So, <laughs> Brightburn, for those awful. who don't know, this is the second trailer that came out this past week. Brightburn is a horror movie based on a very familiar concept. Picture the scene, boys and goyles. A meteor falls from the sky and two farmers, a husband and wife, go to see what it is and find a young child. Within the, the remains of a, a sort of a space vessel. And not knowing what to do, but seeing the vulnerable young thing, they take him in, raise him as their own. And as he gets older, he starts to realise he can do things. He can he has sort of powers, abilities. So it's about them instilling their values to him and helping him become the best he can, best person he can be. 
Sounds familiar, right? <laughs> now imagine that that kid gets bullied and unlike Clark Kent, isn't necessarily a rational, nice child. And his first instinct is to lash out despite his parents' uh, sort of upbringing and everything. Brightburn is Superman if Superman was a horror movie about a child murdering people he doesn't like. Yeah. We're talking laser eyes, super speed, super strength, creepy-ass mask, um, weird symbol shit. And this second trailer up the ante. The first trailer let us in on that premise, and it was gripping. The second trailer shows us, yeah, it's going to go beyond, like, his little town. Like, Looks like it, yeah. It looks like things are going to be coming out of the sky. It looks like a hostage situation sort of set up around the house. This looks frightening. It and does. I can't wait to see it. Um, I'm really, I'm really into it. Elizabeth Banks in the lead roles as, as the mother. Love Elizabeth Banks. Love Elizabeth the, Banks. Look at the choices stop. she's making movie wise. She's just having, she's just having a laugh. Tonight, I, think, I, think, I feel, I feel like she's doing some really good projects. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised considering her co-star in this was also in Power Rangers 2017. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if like that film is connected to the develop- early development of this one in some way. Uh... Like, it's some sort of, like, even if it's just like a meeting of the minds of them, like one of them's cast and they suggest the other one or Possibly. something like that. Yeah. All I'm saying is, you know, uh, Power Rangers 2017, you did good, kid. You did some good you for the world. You did good, kid. Including this. I, I think this looks amazing. Yeah. I think this looks absolutely I'm incredible. I'm interested by this. You want it in your eyes? Um, but, but, oh, I don't know. That's an odd choice of words considering some of the stuff that happens in this trailer. Oh, good lord, uh, no! Oh, oh, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. If you don't like ice, if you don't like uh, eye eye-based trauma, horror, yeah, do not watch this trailer. If Oculus knocked you sick, I still didn't finish Oculus. I started watching it and then got distracted and I never finished it. To be fair, that's more mouth-based horror. I wouldn't know. I didn't finish it. Mm. I didn't even get like half an hour into it. Oh, you need to watch it. I know. Is it on streaming? Uh, yes, somewhere. If not, borrow it. It was. We got it. I don't know if it still is. We got it, son. I keep I keep starting horror films and then not finishing them. But the, the guy did Oculus is doing... What's he doing? He's doing something else. <laughs> I was reading the thing on Denis Geek about upcoming horror films and he's doing something else that sounds interesting. I have a little gander. I have a little gander with my um, tiny eye. But yeah, Brightburn looks like it might be... A damn good time. A damn good time. And uh, also, Sony owning James Gunn's involvement like crazy. Yeah, they look well. Oh yeah, and by the way, the the, the writers are in fact Gunn brothers. I think there are six Gunn brothers. <laughs> six Gunn brothers? Six. Um, <laughs> here we go, we got... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mark, James, Brian, Matt, Patrick and Sean. All the same family. Jesus wept. That's a lot of talent in one family. Well, yeah. Yeah, it is. God diggity damn. Um, Let's see so, yeah. what your boy... Mike Flanagan, director of Mike Oculus. Let's Flanagan. see what's coming up. Uh, he he wrote and edited... Oh! He created, directed, produced, wrote and edited The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Yes, of course he did. Holy Which is shit. getting a second season soon. Look, as the nature of the story of... of the Heart of Hill House it's going to be an anthology thing it's going to be a different uh, story fair enough Did yeah, you the, 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 ha- the Haunting of Bly Manor is that the follow up possibly is that listed as a series yes it's the follow on The Haunting yeah. of Bly Manor yeah uh, he's all- oh Doctor Sleep that's what it there was there you go that's what it was yeah the sequel to The Shining 
Yeah, he also did uh, Ouija, uh, Ouija, Origin of Evil, which was received way better than Ouija was. Mm-hmm. So it looks like his thing is coming in and doing follow-ups that didn't are better. Do, didn't he do uh, Hush as well? Yes, Hush with as well. His, with his wife, who was, um, these, who was the main character, who was the lead part in that, who also has a, uh, is one of the principals in Horton of Hill House, and she's fantastic. Kate Seagal. Kate Seagal, yeah. Yes. She's fantastic. Um, yeah, Mike Flanagan's good. Anyway, Brightburn's good, Mike Flanagan's good, everything's good. We've got some emails coming in, so let's talk about <gasps> the Captain Marvel. Yes! The 2019's Captain Marvel. You know, that film that um, angry white men on the internet have been complaining is going to tank Disney. It's gonna it's gonna drag Disney and Marvel down with its because it hates men. You don't understand. It hates men. It hates so the much, movie. Matt. Hates men so much. It hates men and it wants men to die. I uh, and if you're a white male, why are you seeing this movie? I saw someone complaining in a review that mild spoiler Samuel L. Jackson is seen doing washing dishes. some dishes, and that, that that's part of the film's like overall statement yeah. of how much it hates men. Yeah. Yeah, Go yeah, yeah. suck a fuck. Go suck a fuck. Oh my god. Did you just say suck a fuck? <laughs> um, god, I've not watched that movie. <laughs> um, let me tell you briefly, non-spoilery, yeah. about Captain Marvel. If you want a, a, if you, if you want some a really, brief overview. A really in-depth non-spoiler thing from us, check out the YouTube channel. We did a video. Uh, in-depth is a strong word, but yeah. As in-depth as you can go without giving... Sp- Spoilers, I guess. Yes, first reaction. Yeah, actually, this film does have quite a bit in it that the trailers have managed not to spoil. Yes. And I don't want to give it away because it makes it's part of what makes the film thematically so interesting. Yes. Um, but let's talk, let's talk non-spoilery for a wee while yes. before we dive into the pool of filth. Um, Vers. Vers. Vers, yeah. Vers. Spell Vers. um, is a Kree warrior (laughs) and on her first mission she is captured by the Skrulls from outer space Um, the the sworn enemy of the Kree yes the the shape-shifting aliens that apparently infiltrate civilizations and take over planets and the Kree are are devoted to to wiping them out Um, this is also set in the the mid-90s by the way 95 I think June of 95 what a calendar says in one of the scenes um and she... a, tr- a true lies standy appears. That would have been when it would come out on VHS. Yes. So yeah, early um, early to mid ninety five. Uh, so yeah, she's captured by Skrulls, manages to escape, and lands crash lands on Earth. And <laughs> as depicted in the first trailer, into in a, a blockbuster into, in a video. <laughs> um, and is al- is also having strange flashbacks to the, her past that she doesn't quite remember, which suggests that she might have more of a connection to Earth than she realizes. And then she ends up teaming up with uh, Agent Nicholas Fiore yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. to help take down the Skrulls and get to the bottom of what what everything means. What her, what her random what dreams her, mean. What her dreams mean. Does she have a past on Earth? And can she control the overwhelming power within her that her mentor, Yon Rog, has tried ages... Yon uh, Rog, played by Jude Law, has tried ages to sort of help her yes. control and... and have a hand on. She 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 can shoot out photon blasts. Scrolls can't, Skrulls can't do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah, it's great. 
It's really good. If if you if you bored of the Marvel formula, sorry folks, it's this more is of a the Marvel, Marvel formula. Movie. But if you're one of those Marvel fans like myself, and I I, I would guess yourself, who's like, oh, yes, hey. It's nice to go back to a random character origin story every now and again. Oh yeah! Like when Doctor Strange rocked up, it was like this feels refreshing now. This is Iron because Man it's been a magic. while since we've done this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is going to be the last one of these we get for a while, where it's a, as far as we know, because we don't know much about the upcoming slate. Yeah. Um, this is the first one of these for a while we're going to get where it's just here's a character we meet them in their first full adventure of this character and they're going to become this character and here's what it's about. Um, it's pretty damn great. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's action heavy but quite small scale action yeah and not in a bad way no 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 it's quite sort of like Ant-Man Spider-Man Homecoming yeah. that kind of like considering the stakes yeah. that you, you you often get in these movies it's quite contained yeah relatively small scale Earth could be um, in danger but it's not a we have to save the Earth storyline yeah because also now they're tracking down they're tracking down alien criminals who yes. can blend in but this takes so, place yeah in the past of the Marvel MCU. So you kind of go in knowing that you can't have any huge world shattering things happen. Mm. You are not, you are not fearing for Nick Fury's like, well, I'll say this. You'd assume you wouldn't go in fearing for Nick Fury's life. Because yes. you're like, well, we know Nick Fury survives because we've met him many times before in films set after this. Yes. Doesn't mean that's Nick Fury. We've met in other movies because this movie also introduces the shape-shifting scroll. It occurred to me during the film, I was like, oh my God, what if that happens? Does it happen? Listen to our spoilers to find yeah. out. But it was like, oh my God, yeah. So Nick Fury could be in danger. Or, All right. Or Coulson for that matter. Or Coulson for that matter. Very, very true. Um, I hate Tahiti as nice this time of year. Um, it's a magical place. It's a magical place. Um, it's... The action's low-key in a good way. Yeah, lots no, of not lots Loki. of Loki's like this, <laughs> but like lots of '90s style kind of car chases, you yeah. know, sort of um, yeah. fist fight sort of stuff. Um, it's like a nostalgia bomb, greatest hits '90s mix, yeah, feeling thing in terms of visuals and music and all that stuff. It uses uh, Via's lack of Earth knowledge to tell jokes through her eyes that are jokes that work to modern sensibilities today. Yes. So, like, load times and internet and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Which, in the context of the movie, wouldn't make people bat an eyelid, but it makes us laugh. So that could be a lazy joke. If it's just be, like, yeah, it's, it's because, hoping you, the modern audience, laugh at how slow everything is. Because, but because she's, she's coming from a advanced super advanced society. Yeah. Then, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's almost... What's it, what's it doing? It's loading. Oh, <laughs> just like waiting for the bars to go up, and and you know it uses little moments like that to punctuate the drama with comedy, which is something that these Marvel movies have gotten really, really good at. Mm. Really good, they know exactly when to drop a quick one-liner in before something that hits heavy emotionally. Yeah, and keep it, and again, just sort of keep it moving and keep it energetic and fresh without letting it get leaden under the weight of its own fucking. Um, import, you know what I mean, to the characters in there. Visuals that in, in, that allow for little moments of levity and comedy as well. Little things like uh, Carol retrieving her shoes. Yes, in a moment where it's like, is that really the most important thing? But she just looks so kind of like, oh. <laughs> and it's like it's just a really funny pointed moment. Her uniform boots, which do not have heels on, 
They are not healed. They're not wedged either. Oh, or wedged. Not wedged. Um, like a scroll, a scroll sipping from a like fizzy drink from, oh. from a fast food outlet. <laughs> Just these weird little visual things that make you go. That's kind of funny. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of yeah. funny to see. Um, and a very very cute ginger cat. Oh my god, goose. Goose. Goose is a great addition to it because it's just it's just a little recurring motif where you're like, wait, why is it still there? Why is that goose. cat still there? Why is the why? Why this cat? It's a cat. <laughs> the cat is not tied to some kind of destiny or fate, folks. It's just there because this movie is a cat person movie. It's a cat person movie. Because Carol has a cat. Yeah. And Nick Fury apparently loves cats. He's apparently so. Um Let's talk again without going into spoilers. Let's let's highlight some actors' performances. Brie Larson does a pretty cool job. Brie Larson's pretty great. I said in my spoiler-free review, I kind of wish they'd given her a little bit more room to flip out a bit. Like it felt like Carol's uh, Carol's training was so rigid that I almost kind of wished at some points she just went to fuck with that and, and like, especially toward the end, cause some stuff comes out that she learns things. I think she kind of does though. She does. She does, but it's it, it's more it's more in the face and 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 the eyes and, and the yeah. way she sort of holds back. But I, considering who told her to be that way, I kind of wish she defied it a bit because those fleeting moments of rage were so interesting. That kind of wanted I, to see more. I I also think that's an interesting subversion of of expectations that sort of yeah. oh, yeah. the themes of the film as well so the fact that you yeah. that doesn't happen oh yeah no, I'm, f- I'm fully yeah. aware that it's 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 some I don't it's not a nitpick of the film it's more I wish I'd seen more of yeah, it from yeah, it yeah. because because the flashes of it we get she's very good at and it's very cool you know it's, it's cool I to see think, you know, but similarly I think it's fair to say we'll be seeing a lot more of Brie Larson in Marvel movies yeah. going forward she's, so. she's she's if this was Star Wars she's Han Solo Kind of. Like, I think she's charm. She's charming. She's cocky. The character would probably love that. Yeah, she's very funny. Yeah. Like she's, do you know what I mean? She, she's she's the rogue in yeah. the lead. Like she's the rogue character in the lead. And she, you know, she, um, just, she, ha- she obviously she goes through stuff during the course mm. of the story, but it's not like a break it down and nothing and build her back up. Like she's she's always that at the, her core. She's always her. Yeah, and she's and and from. The very first moment we see her till till the end of the movie, she is that cocky, confident, strong. She's hung over for the whole film, and then she has a barocca at the end. Yeah, basically, essentially, like yeah, yeah. She, her head's a bit clearer at the end, and that's yeah. kind of the only real change. Um, uh, which is again fine, and and it works really well. I just, I, I kind of wish they'd just been they'd given the story and the script in particular, given her a little bit more to flex on. Yeah, maybe. But she's formidable, and she's really likable. And she sells the action beats like crazy. Yeah. You buy that she can kick the shit out of her suitably weaponized like opponents. Yeah. Um, and bigger opponents as well. And and, and I, th- I think sometimes the film does because of that suffer the Superman formula slightly, the Superman problem unquote. Like toward the end you do sort of feel like you didn't have a big enough antagonist to face here, but that's because it's not a story about her beating the bigger bad guy. No, no, that's not what it is about. So all. it's kind of fine. And if we want that, hey, we only have to wait two months to see that. Yeah. So it's like, fine. I'm okay yeah. with that overall. Uh, um, like you said, it subverts expectations in that way. So that's, you know, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe some, I, on a second viewing, I'll go, do you know what? I appreciate that more. I appreciate it. Sam Jackson is phenomenal. Sam Jackson is phenomenal. My and... dad asked me who plays Nick Fury in this one yesterday I said what do you mean he says well, who plays him he looks young, like a younger actor and I went 
That's Sam Jackson, Dad. Yeah, they just they've That's just Sam done Jackson. some work to him. He was like, no, it isn't. I was like, right, do you remember Civil War? Yeah, do you remember that weird bit where Robert Downey Jr. sort of looks younger and it doesn't quite look right, but it's like, oh God, that's that's early 90s Downey Jr. And he went, uh, early uh, mid-80s Downey Jr. He went, yeah, I said, yeah. That's... Remember when they did it to Michael Douglas at the start of Ant-Man? Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, all that was just test run for this shit. Yeah. And it works really well. Sam Jackson is on set with a couple dots on his face. That's about it. Yeah, like that's all. And it I is. would imagine they're also using some uh, doubles for the for some the, stuff. But but he's nearly seventy now. When you see the behind the scenes, Sam Jackson looks damn good for his age, and he's energetic <sighs> as hell. Yeah. But like when you see the behind the scenes uh, interviews of him on set in costume, it's weird because you're like, oh, oh yeah, you suddenly realise <laughs> that they've done stuff to his face in the film. So like, yeah, no, there is more. There is more of a crease. There is more lines here. The, the, this is this is Pulp Fiction like. Sam Jackson. The thing that it did look weird a little bit when they did it to Clark Gregg. Clark Gregg was wasn't weird as for smooth. Me. It almost looked like they'd. Do you know what? It, do you know what? It looked like they'd given him like lipstick. Yeah. It's sort of like they 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 heightened certain colours in his face. He just looked a bit too smooth, which for me is mm. weird because I don't think you really need to do that much de aging on Clark Gregg. Yeah, I he guess I, look I guess that. Different. I guess it's there just to make sure that he's he's been covered, but you know. Um... But hey, Sam Jackson's whatever. really fun in this, and him, his and Bree's dynamic is great. Yeah, they're, it does the the Marvel formula thing of finding a bunch of actors who can do really good characterful, charismatic performances, and yeah. just letting them bounce off each other for a bit. Yeah, the quiet moments with them are some of the funniest. Yeah. Like the getting out yeah. of the getting out of the uh, security office moment is one of the brilliant, like, most charming things brilliant. in any Marvel movie. Um, um, it's nice seeing a Nick Fury who's less jaded. It makes me wonder what what happens between this. And Iron Man that has made him a much colder person. Oh, the late 90s and early 2000s were a fucking mess, man. <laughs> I was there, now albeit distracted by things like Hey Arnold. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it it does make me wonder, because this, this movie doesn't set him off on a path of don't trust anybody, but it does sort of set him off on a path of I'm aware that there's more to this. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see if we're going to find out a bit more about Nick's journey. Maybe. Um... But he's a lot of fun. He, he's a little looser. He's a lot more. He's a bit goofy, which which plays really nicely, like nicely off of Bree's straight man routine. To yeah, Nick yeah. Fury. She is almost a straight man to him, which is it's a it's an interesting flip of the Nick Fury we used to. Yeah. Um. Oh my god, I forgot the actress's name again. Yesterday, she's amazing. She plays Rambo. Oh, uh, Lashana Lynch. Lashana Lynch is great. She's really good in yeah, this. I kind of kind again. Of know I her. wish there was more of her in it. Yes, you can't, really, oh, you know about uh, uh, graduate? She, yeah, she's the same drama school as I went to. Ah, yeah. She's really good. She's brilliant. And I wish there was more of her in it. Yeah. She gets to carry the weight of some emotional, uh, an emotional chunk of the story, which I wish we'd seen another character that she has a relationship with deal with a bit more. Yeah. But at the same time, she delivered and sold it, so I'm kind of happy with that. Yeah. And it'd be nice to see her again, but I don't think we're going to we necessarily. Might. Um, we might Hayley Atwell style. Mayhaps, mayhaps. Jude Law, really good. Oh, Jude Law's great in this. Um, as Yon Rog. If you're a fan of the comics, you'll be like, oh, Yon Rog, eh? Yon well, Rog, eh? Well, yeah, yeah, definitely Yon Rog. Yes. Um, uh, Gemma Chan as Minerva. Doesn't get fuck all to do, but she's great. Yeah, in the moment she gets, you're like, oh, you're cool. I would have liked to have seen more of you. I mean, Gemma Chan is great. Um, so it's like, oh, oh, she's not actually got this. Korvac. Uh, Digimon Honsu. Is that his name? Uh, Korath. Korath. Korvac is a whole Korvac's different. Korvac is the, the glowy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Korath. 
again, really cool to see him. Same with Lee Pace as Ronan. It's that little thing of, hey, aren't those the guys from... And then it moves on because this film isn't setting up their character arc for Guardians of the Galaxy. It's letting yeah. you know what these characters were doing 20 years before... Go- oh, well, 10 years... No, 20 years before Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really good in that it doesn't feel like it... It's... None of the stuff in this that is prequel worthy or prequel yeah. material is setting up stuff for you. Yeah, like, it's, Nick it's Fury not, a bit. It's that's not about solo. It. Yeah. It's Nick, not solo. It's like, Nick Fury's the very on- good, he's gone. Nick Fury's here's- the only character in this where they're going, and here's how this happened. In Here's his first rodeo. Here's Coulson's first rodeo yeah. that he referred and to they, in Iron Man. And they, Here it is. That's it. And that's all you get. almost play some of that stuff for laughs mm. in ways that you don't expect. Um... It's pretty damn fun. It's, it's ben really Mendelsohn good. is having a ball. Ben Mendelsohn! Ben Mendelsohn is acting through prosthetics. And really good. Pro- I really like that they went with prosthetics for the for the scrolls. non-morph scrolls. Yeah. It looks great. Some might have nightmare flashbacks to Dragon Ball Evolution. I can assure you, no. Oh, it looks, looks much really better. good. And the, just the general behaviour of the scrolls, the villainous aspects, the personality quirks... They are a lot of fun, and if 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 you've been sort of oh the Marvel villain thing really upsets me, they never quite nail it. They if you t-. Mendelssohn gets some really cool muhaha moments in this movie. They'll make you go, you are a lot of fun. He is definitely up there with the the better villains of the MCU. Yeah, definitely. The performance is is a blast to watch. I feel like he's having a blast, so yeah. I'm having a blast. Yeah, <laughs> the fun translates. Yes. Um, I think I think we should launch in some spoilers. Let's son. spoil this shit. If you have not seen Captain Marvel and you want to see it without it being spoiled, stop listening now and we'll speak to you later, fam. But if you looking, have seen it or just not fussed about spoilers... Looking off its box office, you've probably already seen it. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Disney would dealt a large blow. It definitely didn't make the money they wanted. Uh, this is a feminist movie. Yes. In the actual true feminist sense of yes. it's about equality, you motherfuckers, and pointing out where there isn't equality. Yes. It's not a man-hating movie. Sure, there are a couple of digs at men, but it's digs at dickhead men, yeah. and that's kind of the point. If you feel that it's a dig at you, maybe you're a dickhead yeah, too. Yeah, maybe you should be thinking behaviour. I'm, 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 I'm blown away by the, uh, the, the, the cosmic sort of events that led to the you should smile more shit because Brie Larson's response was perfect so there's a scene in the movie which is totally like a sort of homage to T2 a little bit she steals a motorcycle and some some like 90s kind of rocker gear leather jacket and everything Um, where a guy's like hey hey you should hey girls smile why don't you smile smile more and of course like a shitload of the marketing was attacked by idiots on the line so why don't you smile and it's like and there was that brilliant post, I can't remember her name, but that lady edited those pictures where she edited like the Winter Soldier and oh, a bunch yeah, of other yeah. posters and put yeah. these creepy smiles it on the just, characters. Because it looks weird. It looks Although so that, odd. apparently that scene, that dialogue predates all of that. And someone asked Brie Larson about it in an press interview last week. Said, Do you guys predict that? And she went, No, it's just this is the yeah. female experience. Yeah. That's it's just it's this is this is a film about being a woman. Yeah, and some people respond to that with like, oh, look, it's been all fucking dry and sarcastic. It's like, I'm sorry, if if no. you react negatively, it, you are the dickheads that she's annoyed by. It is the female experience. The only people getting wound up by this are the dickheads that it that it's making fun of. I've seen... I've if, seen if, if you feel offended by this stuff, you are the dickhead in this scenario, not the film. Get over yourself. <laughs> Move on. It's fucking... Oh, lordy. Um, Ugh. 
But every male character in it is incompetent and wacky in comparison to Captain Marvel. Yeah. Not true. Not true. And some of the female characters are daft and weird as well. Yes, true. This is just how it is. It's a movie, you little bastards. It's you, just... Oh, you may notice that when we were running down actors, we didn't really touch on Annette Benning. Because I didn't really want to say because too much in, in spoiler free. Because yeah. oh my, do they so have Net, fun with Annette Annette Benning? Does she have fun with this movie? She's Doctor. She is Doctor. What? Uh, Wendy Lawson. Wendy Lawson, who is later revealed to be to have been Marvel. Marvel, Cree scientist sent to Earth, aka if you were, yeah, Captain Marvel right, of the I, comics. I, I, it didn't click. Yeah. Until, until I was like Lawson. Where they, where have they pulled that from? It was there when she was looking through, um, the the files <laughs> yeah. like j- just before she finds out. I'm like, <sighs> when Marvel first appeared in the comics and became an agent, an undercover agent on Earth, he took the name Walter Lawson Boom. at a um, at a test uh, a test facility, yeah, and was helping to create, yeah, okay, and so oh, yeah. Oh, oh! They just gender flipped Marvel. Yeah, and sort of. Yeah, because here's the thing: um, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. She's the like third person to have the name canonically in terms of the, the Fifth, chronology. Um, so yeah, Marvel, so, so, Captain Marvel. Yeah, um, Janice and Philavel have both had the name. Okay, yeah. Um, Monica Rombo. Yeah. And, and Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. Um, Captain Marvel is like the most recent part of the, that character's story. Yeah. In terms of... of so she, she she's, a, she's, a, she's a legacy character, essentially. She's a yeah. new incarnation of a previous name. But she has a history with Marvel going all the way back to his early appearances. Yeah. And, and she has always been... You know, she's been superhero. She's had a bunch of that power set. She's been part Kree. Like, that's been... That's been her bag. Um... So for the film to adapt Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers' Captain Marvel, it obviously wanted to pay homage to the history of the character and the name, the title. Well, everyone assumed that Jude Law was playing Marvel, even though the, even her. though the marketing was saying he's Yon Rog, he's Yon Rog. It's like not until recently. Wh- yeah, but it's like why would they? Only why why would they be like yes? We're disguising Captain Marvel in in the film as one of Captain Marvel's most persistent antagonists. No, because it was only revealed that he was playing Yon Rog from a leak about. Three months ago, yeah, but some of the posters have had it on. Yeah, only after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, ah. it's only recently. Yeah. But early on, when yeah. he started, when he announced him, they didn't announce his character name. The only they just they just assumed because of Jude Law sort of being yeah. the being the name and everything he is. They why would they, Why would they cast him in villain. random training like soldier companion yeah. character? He's got to be Marvel. It's like, nope, he's freaking Yon Rock. He's the Captain Marvel villain, Yon Rock. Yeah, <laughs> like we're just that's who he is. Um. Yeah, so making Marvel because again, this is part of this sort of ties into the story of Captain Marvel and Marvel before, like the idea of of him realizing, yeah, no, there's more to this, and I'm on the wrong side, and I'm going to yeah. do the right thing. Yeah, that's what's happening. She finds out that the scrolls are not, at least not all of them. The film sort of doesn't make it clear, but from the comics, we know that. There are scrolls who are horrible, nasty, world invading. Yeah, well, they're, they're an empire like, and they're at war with the Kree. Yeah, and there are also sections of the scrolls species that are like, we don't want any of this. We just want to 
be comfortable and peaceful yeah. and have families and, well, well, in this, and, and, and own land and have homes. Like, that's all we want. In this, the Skrulls are revealed to be refugees who've turned to terrorism to survive. Yeah. I mean, there's Ben Mendelsohn's uh, Talos does at one point say it's not all of us. So there is yeah. a very brief nod to, oh, there are baddies out there somewhere. Yeah. But this lot, the, these hundreds that we've seen here, and as it's revealed, a bunch of them that are waiting on the satellite to be homed, yeah. to give it a home. Including um, Talos' family. Including Talos' family. Um, these these are nice people who just want somewhere to live. Yeah. Um, because the Kree are aggressively expansionist. Yeah. But they're also very good at painting their enemies yeah. as the true <clears throat> villains. They're very dogmatic. Yeah. And the Kree particularly the Kree military are very devoted to that dogma yeah courtesy of the supreme intelligence now who we see in this now once the, when the supreme when they mentioned that you need to consult with the supreme intelligence I went of course like, I totally forgot that was part of the Kree story oh, yeah and I suddenly was so excited I was like are we gonna see a giant floating green head with tentacles and a jar is the, are we going that far? Are we Dormammuing on this? No. Are we going to Dormammu on it? No. They pick a different route, and I think it was the better way of doing it. Also, probably the cheaper. I wouldn't way be it. surprised if they. Yeah, <laughs> well, true. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did some of that shit later. But it allowed Maybe. for it allowed for some it allowed for some trippy visuals and cool ideas. And I do like the way the Supreme Intelligence is it, it it's full blown Pennywise in its true form. Like, yeah. This thing is beyond cree comprehension no one can understand what it is to witness it in person as such it appears to people as the person they respect and and understand the most like somebody who they would listen to and which talk of, with which of course when you see carol or veers as she is at that point yeah first meet the supreme well meet the supreme intelligence that's not a film she does not know who it is taking she, the shape yeah of. she's comforted by the face but she doesn't know who, she it, doesn't is. Know who it is yeah um, and it's a very stylized, like, you know, um, Xandar, Kree kind of Guardians looking version of the character. Like, she's yeah. got the hairs, like, the frosted tips, and she's got, like, kind of the, 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 the military jacket and all that. She sort of looked like, um, oh, what's the actor called? What's she called? Who plays Marvel? Annette Benning. Annette Benning. It looks like Annette Benning by way of Glenn Close in Guardians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's a conscious decision, because, again, it's world building. Yeah, like it, it's it's absolutely. we we see glimpses of the Cree society of the normal people living on their planet outside of the military very briefly, but it's the whole thing of yeah, this is set in this you're watching the same cinematic universe where the Guardians it's films clearly, take place. The little you see of it, you clearly get see a society that is driven by its military goals. Yeah, which is why the movie starts out with these are the good guys and these are the bad guys, yeah. and then once you're separated from it. Oh no, we're the bad guys. Yeah, because she believes that until yeah. until doubt starts to creep in and she finds out more about her past. And for the last six years, this is all she's known. I yeah. love that. I love that she knows that she has memory missing. Yeah, but she's so very much like, no, I'm Cree. I'm I'm definitely Cree. I've got Cree blood coursing through my vet, yeah. and we find out later. Yeah, it's because Yonrog put some of his blood in her. Uh, yeah. He he says as a transfusion to save her life, but it's more like yeah, it's probably more to build your. Well, your narrative so that she's a they've Kree. also established in Age of Shield that Cree blood oh, has healing has healing mm. properties because it's what it's one of the things that they used on Coulson to bring him back right and they've used it as a as a, a healing uh, additive mm. on on various people. But that's creepy because it implies that they've replaced all of her blood with Cree blood by this point. Yeah, so that she's like, yeah, I'm Cree. Yeah, of course I'm Cree. Look at me, I bleed Cree. 
Because because in this we I don't, smell Cree. She doesn't get her powers. I use from, Uber Eats yes. for Cree. She doesn't get her powers from uh, having Cree DNA grafted to hers. Mm. She gets it from absorbing the energies of of the um, re- of the of Marvel's, Marvel's super weapon, light speed up, yeah, light speed engine. When she when she destroys it to stop Yonra getting his hands on it, which we then find out was drawing its power and was empowered by the, the Tesseract, Tesseract, which is the Space Stone. Yeah, so she gets her powers from the Space Stone essentially. Yeah. So we have another Marvel hero connected to the Infinity Gauntlet. It's here. very neat. It's a very neat way of tying everything together. Yeah. I really admire it in, 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 in the way they've done that world building. It's like, oh, uh, and it's 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 kind of, it's as if, and I think about doing this all the time because I just like things to line up. It's as if they, <laughs> they've, they've got the very messy sort of organic origins of the Marvel Universe and gone, okay, well, we're starting it from scratch. So let's link things together in ways that make sense. Yeah. Logically. And they've done a really good job of that. And this is just another line in that story. Yeah. It, it's beautifully done. If you want a nice little sort of history, uh, Mr. Sunday Movies on YouTube did a three minute video called like, uh, it's called like, where's, where's the Tesseract been or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's essentially looking at that Infinity Stone, its inception and where it's gone. Because some people got really confused with this uh, online after it came out saying... Yeah, my dad got confused about it. Yeah, it's like, well, hang on, why, why does she in the 90s have the Tesseract on her satellite lab? Like, yeah. why? Like, doesn't S.H.I.E.L.D. have it? Kanisha got a bit confused about it as well. Like, for, for a moment, I was like, wait, what? And then when I thought about it, I went, there's a big gap that we don't know about. Yeah. We know that Howard Stark fished it out of the Arctic Ocean in Captain America in the 40s. Yeah. And we know that S.H.I.E.L.D. have it in 2012 because it's in the it's in the, the Thor post-credits. Yeah. And then Avengers being yeah. studied by Selvik and S.H.I.E.L.D. So we've all just assumed that it was found in the 40s, kept by S.H.I.E.L.D., and then with Selvig's knowledge of Asgard and, and the Bifrost and all that stuff, they've gone, this sort of has a similar energy signature. Let's get you in to talk about it. Yeah. There was a gap. Yeah. There was a gap. And I'm assuming with her contacts, the fact that there's a bit of a cover-up related to it, that um, Dr. Watki- Watkins? Well, Lawson. Lawson. Why am I saying Watkins? Lawson. Um, nicked it. To use as a power source. And put it on a satellite that is out of anyone's reach or knowledge. Yeah. And Project Pegasus is also, you know, one of the, again, another comics uh, shout out. Yeah. Is a a high level secret government uh, technology institute. So it's it's the kind of thing that they would would be able to get their hands on that sort of tech. Also, she's Cree. Yeah. She would have known how to get it. So... What we were saying before the spoiler-free bit, for people who've not seen it but don't mind spoilers, that Ben Mendelsohn makes a great villain. That's because he does do a bunch of stuff and is shot and framed in a way as to be a villain for a and chunk he, of the, the movie. the first half of the movie, he's the villain. Yeah, he's definitely... he has, He's definitely done some stuff he's not proud of. He even admits yeah. it. But he's also a villain that's got... But he doesn't do anything villainous in this a, movie. He's a villain <laughs> with charisma yeah. and clearly a dedication to his men. His native... It's a wonderful his... scene where, he, where, where he, you don't know that he's taken the shape of the director. Yeah. Which Until, is great, because as, yeah. as, 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 uh, as a fan of him as an actor, like, yeah. they've ob- obviously he looks like this because at some point he's going to be the Skrull in disguise. Yeah, yeah. But that's such a beautifully done moment, like, where he, he's the way he is, and you're like, this is really fun. And then he sort of says the prayer to his deceased com- yeah. compatriot, and you're like, oh. And the way he flips it is so nicely done, even though you knew at some point yeah. he's obviously going to be a Skrull imposter because it's the same actor. Yeah. It's playing the way we are like, oh, did not expect. You just it to don't be know right when, now. when the switch is going to come. That's yeah. the that's the thing. Um, but they 
But they oh, got the alien cock joke. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. And it's so good. It's oh so God. good. Before Nick moves on, they just they just lift on the scroll <laughs> autopsy. It's so good. They just lift the sheet up for a second to look at his crotch. So look at each other like, oh, okay. and they what, put it down and move what on. What is the first thing that two guys would do if they were the corpse of an alien? Check out his junk. Check out his dick. See if it's bigger. <laughs> See how they measure up on the intergalactic scale. <laughs> and then move on with the day. Now that is how you do a joke about gender. Yeah, um, that was very... That was very, that was very good. Um, um, the scroll autopsy prosthetic was... All the scroll prosthetics looked amazing in this. Well, the mix of them, because some were CGI, most were prosthetics. Uh, like uh, Some have been prosthetics enhanced by CGI. Yeah. Because, my God... They don't all look exactly the same, and the faces are totally based on like the Secret Invasion sort of era of scrolls in the Marvel universe, the modern scrolls, and the Jack Kirby uh, early stuff. Yeah, the sort of the the more menial sort of techie, not like sort of worker class, I suppose. Yeah, well, uh, they're, they're, they're not the not the warriors, which is something that they've established in the comics is that the warriors are built a different yeah. way. They look a different way. They transform differently to fit their tasks. Yeah. Um, they're um, enhanced with stuff to emulate powers and things like that. Whereas the science guys don't need that. They work in the labs. They're in the technology. And those who are just literally moving stuff around, the assistants, don't need that. So their builds are kind of smaller and weedier. And their faces are more cartoony and bulbous. Sort of and they look yeah. exactly like they fucking do when they first appear in Fantastic Four comics and everything. Scrolls are out of space. Fantastic Four number two. It's, number two. It's perfect. That's how old the scrolls are. They're old as balls. Um, and it's great. It's it's so well done because you're like, okay. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Phase 4 reveals a character has been a scroll for a while. A sinister one over the more sinister intent. I don't know if it Because will, this no. movie does such a great job of at the end of it going, hey, don't worry about them. They're in this story. They're all good guys. And they're gone now. It means you could still have that twist later if you wanted. Because yeah. it doesn't have to be any... It doesn't have to be a scroll from them. No. Like, it could be from a different sect, a different tribe, a different, you know, section of... Because, them. yeah, because, uh, uh, Taylor says, we're scattered all across the galaxy. Yeah. And these so. guys just need a home. They just want a home. Um... They're frightening though when they the way the film uses because the film is making you think they are the bad guys full stop from the yeah, top yeah. and they do some real sinister stuff with them that when you realise later it's just a means to an end it flips really nicely like the, when when uh, you see uh, Rambo you see her in the same room and they look out the window and she's playing with her daughter outside yeah yeah that's really sinister the way it's sort of cued and everything um, but then you get the really nice moment where it's like you break like you call her in and we'll talk. So they do, and they change it. She turns around to see that her mum, the mum that was with her outside the scroll, yeah. and he sort of goes like, sorry. That's, <laughs> like a little shrug. That's kind of all, yeah. he doesn't, he, I he's love amazing. that. I can't, I don't think he has a name. I don't think they name he, he, he's, he's, he's just, he's, he's your science guy. He's just a science guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he modifies the quadjet to, to, to go. To be, oh, basically a protoquinjet. Yeah. To, so it can break atmosphere. Yeah, but like and the then, cockpit is that just the shots of them in the cockpit, it's like, this is Quinjet. This is the freaking Quinjet. You got this is a Quinjet. Like yep. you, the way you're framing this now, you're going. This is gonna lead to that thing you're familiar with later. Yeah. But we're not doing a solo weird forced prequel nod thing here. And then, and then it's he, just what it is. Then he has a moment of heroism and gives his life to keep Yon Rum away yeah. from them long enough so they can get up into the lab. Oh my god! It's so well, just so well done. Mendelssohn keeping his native accent is perfect. Yeah, love hearing Mendelssohn speaking. Uh, because it's natural Australian and, and it's nice because it means you don't have the, the, the scrolls don't have a I'm a bad guy voice 
They just yeah. have a voice. They just speak however they speak. And I love how he makes a, a distinction of like, yeah, we can't. Oh, we're all we all have the ability to do this, but we can't all do it. Like it does take training. Yeah. And dare I say, some talent. A little talent. And it's like. You're really chuffed with how good you are at this. This is a really nice bit of character such, building. He's such a charming character. Once he, once, even before, even before, he's a really charming villain. Yeah. And then when you realise, oh, he's not the antagonist of the story. It's he's still it's, really charming. It's really neat. I'd and really then like our actual antagonist, led by Jude Law. Yeah. Again, really compelling and interesting. Early on, we see them kind of humanise. Yeah, they're really they're, here and Yonrog have a really good relationship. We're expect, expecting Korath. Korath, yeah. We're expecting Korath to be a villain at some point in his story because we've seen him be a villain in yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. So when he gets to play that here, you're like, okay, yeah, that's yeah. the guy we recognise. Yeah. Um, that but entire then, group, are you, they're built up to be kind of like charming and funny and a bit sort of Space Marine hoorah kind yeah, of they're, vibe. They're soldiers. On. They're soldiers. What they and are. then when they're bad guys, you're like, yeah, these guys are ruthless killers. Yeah. But they also really underestimate their teammate because you yeah. realise that Carol has essentially been manipulated to be a good little dog. And they for the all last knew. six years, yeah, they were all in on it. Yeah, like she's been, she's been, she's been good dog. Well done, yeah, like yeah. well done. It's not necessarily Yonrog teaching her to hone her skills. It's Yonrog teaching her to suppress them until yeah. they need her to use them. For Along something. with the little neck chip, the little obedience disc. Yeah, which we don't really realise. We sort of assume at the beginning, oh, that's like a power level thing. It's like an outage because you see it kind of yeah. flare when she's. Thinks you're like, okay, they're keeping track of it. And then later on you realise, yeah, they're keeping a cap on it. Yeah. They were keeping a cap on her powers. Um, the scene where she breaks out of the skull mind reading machine is really cool. Like, yeah. They're basically using the thing to go through her memory. I mean, that whole sequence is amazing. The way that it sort of filters through and you can hear um, Talos and another scroll like saying, like, right, go back. And it's that sort, of, that sort of trippy... Like, yeah. Sort of and when she's speaking to the same, pe- the same people, she speaks to... Um, oh my God, what's the character's surname? Lawson. Keep forgetting Lawson, 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 Lawson. When she Mamel. keeps speaking to Lawson, she approaches from different sides, and you can see. Um, I think I'm getting confused because Brie Larson is Brie Larson, so for some reason I'm hearing Lawson, and then I'm like, no, I can't be right. Um, well, it is. It is. Accept it. I'm gonna call her Marvel. <laughs> when you see Marvel, um, you see on on Veers' face, you see on Brie Larson's face that's in- increasing amount of confusion over the course of that scene yeah. because she's suddenly becoming aware that her memory's repeating itself within itself and it's that's played so well she my favorite scene weirdly for carol was that sequence the memory stuff and then her busting her way out yeah it's really because it was cool. the first time you saw her in the film separated from her command and and her like you know her group yeah. and just dealing with shit on her own and she's so cocky. She's so like, yeah, I can do this. It's fine. And boy, does she deal with it. Yeah. yeah. And again, just that, that bullet point of her going back to get the boots. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, hang on. I forgot some. Goes back, gets the boots, just sort of growls at the scientist, like, <laughs> and walks away. <laughs> it's like, fair enough. Um, that was that was really neat. And just the whole gauntlet stuff. Like, seeing it, it was a great scene to establish it. She can handle herself regardless of this thing. Yeah. Even though she thinks it's her first resort. The because first thing she does is she tries to shoot, and then she's yeah. like, Oh, I can't. And, only oh, she... and you can see that it pisses her off that she can't do it, but no, she handles herself. Not only really was she tough. trained by the Kree over the last yeah. year, she was trained by the Air Force before that. Yeah, little as though, though she didn't know it, she had Air Force training yeah. and military training. Um, remember before when I said I kind of wish that we got to see her and uh, Rambo deal with that together a bit, the memory loss, the whole idea of her years. Yeah. I kind yeah. of, when I say I wished um, Brie Larson was given more freedom to let loose emotionally a little in some places what I mean more 
And again, like you said, you got a different experience from it. You said it, yeah, it subverted yeah. that expectation a bit, and you enjoyed it more because of that. Yeah. For me, I just I I kind of wished we got to see a bit more of the. You know, I suppose the the violation of her life. Like she's like, I I know that this means something to me. Yeah. And and I, but I don't know why. Like see see that conflict of her like really dealing yeah. with it. But they sort of do play up in the movie as no, she has no emotional attachment to this at all. And she, you know, what I mean, she kind of learns what yeah. her emotional connection to her, I feel like... to her friend was, and to to her, you know, her, uh, old, you know, by name niece and all that. Yeah. Auntie Carol. I feel like, like some of it comes back after she hears the black box recording. Yeah, I feel like she, some of that is like like when, when they embrace each yeah. other, it sort of she, jogs it for. It, it her. Does, yeah, she's not quite. Oh, I'm Carol again. Yeah. But she gets it a lot more, but even and, on, and she yeah, can feel it on a good level, or subconscious or instinctual level. She's like, "Oh, yeah, this feels right." Weirdly, my favorite moment, actually, my favorite moment, my emotional beat from from Brie as Carol in this film was when she spots herself in the back of the photograph. No, yeah, okay. and she's suddenly you can just, again wordlessly you can see it. Like she's, brilliant. she's, she's like, like a great actress. Wait, why am I there? That's me. The yeah. fuck does this mean? What are they not telling me? These aren't these aren't dreams. These are memories. I know it now. But what does it like? You can see so much, and it's just on her face in that moment, yeah. silently. It's it's she's great, and that's what I'm saying. Because of because of her range and because of how good she is, I kind of wish we'd got to see her play more with the the tragedy of what had happened to her. But again, like you said, it's subverting the expectation of that story trope in a way, yeah. and it just meant that she dealt with it. Like she's yeah. she's a soldier and it's built yeah. in. She's a cocky little shit. She doesn't, but it's built into her to be spend, disciplined and be, yeah, you know, be be. I don't mean when I say stoic. I don't mean the way everybody's complained, like the people who've complained about. Oh, she's too stoic. No, like she's she's meant to be stoic. She's, she doesn't spend half she, the movie. She has a bit of a, over it. Yeah, she like, has a bit of a facade because she's trained to be like that because she has to get the mission done, get the shit yeah. done, and then deal with it afterwards. Because the career all about keeping a lid on your emotions as well. Yeah. And you felt you felt that that um, yeah again that's something she's going to learn to be more human again over time. It, it's not really going to happen in one go. Yeah. Well, the six, uh, six. Oh yeah, when we meet her again. Yeah yeah. 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 So it's 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 a story that I think I do hope they explore that more with her character in the future. Um, but that being said, like her performance. As both she's just great. like the character and as an action hero, it's really, really good. Um, she's just got so much swagger, which is exactly yeah. it's, it's Carol. Yeah, like Carol is. She reminds me of. She reminds me of of uh, of early Thor. Yeah, like Hemsworth in the first. Which is Thor. what. Which yeah. is what Carol is like. She's not. Um, she's she's Han Solo. She's yeah. If, she's, if Han Solo was Captain America, like you know, she's you know, you look at female superheroes like I don't know Catwoman. Or Black Widow, uh, or Black Canary, they're, they're agile characters. They uh, they're speedsters almost, but yeah. like in, in a in a combat sense, like they're not. Yeah, they they use their agility and their speed rather than their strength. Carol's a hammer. Yeah, she's a fist. Yeah, she just hits things. Yeah, and once you realize, she and once she realizes the powers are suppressed, boy, does she hit things. Yeah. So and so she's not. She's a blunt instrument. Yeah. And, she, and she's not. She'll be the first to admit that. In just she, in Kelly Sudeconics. Um, Did you spot her cameo? Oh yeah, oh, it was yeah. really just. You can't just, miss Kelly Sue Deconic. Like, if, if, if you know what she looks like, you're just like, oh shit, there she yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, let's talk. Let's 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 talk goose. Oh goose, everyone's favorite flirting. <laughs> Get that thing away from me. Just like, oh, 
they're gonna do it, aren't they? This cat isn't it. just here to give a nod to Chewie. This cat is Chewie. Like they're gonna do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was great, and I. Lo- <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it being the reason Fury's eye goes to shit. I, think I like it's great. it. I like it being the reason why he has that specific that's, scar. That's that was a really fun- the moment it did that. I was like, oh my god, the scar we've seen throughout all the movies is a fucking cat. That's claw. what I was alluding to earlier, where it's like they almost play the setting up of things you see later on yeah for laughs yeah like you expect it to be this big yeah like tragic well, thing and it's just you get scratched yeah <laughs> well they play it for laughs in this as well it's like so uh, it's, you know it's a shame that uh, sorry that the, uh, is, you know the Kree yeah, is it uh, yeah, d- is it just true? false information yeah. out of him they like <laughs> destroyed his eye it's like yeah, yeah that's, that's what he's told Coulson what happened but it's because my favorite, my favorite Marvel film still at the moment is Winter Soldier. Yeah. And in that, he says, like, the last time I trusted somebody, the last time I put my trust in somebody, I lost an eye. And then obviously in that movie, they're using that to emphasize the idea, oh, he's got an eye, he's got an eye, he's yeah. got an eye. They certainly put that in there so that when he reveals he's still got an eye under there later, yeah. as milky and as fucked up as it is, it's like, oh my God, Fury keeps secrets inside his secrets inside oh, his yeah. secrets. But it also means that that line's not necessarily... Uh, just a set up line to make a point yeah. to Steve because he him and this cat were getting on really well <laughs> and then the cat scratches his face it's not the last time he trusted someone well you could also you could also <laughs> take away from that that he's also referring to Carol true he dragged true. him on that whole crazy adventure yeah that's very true also can we take a moment to appreciate no one's called Captain Marvel in the movie yet no. but the word Marvel is said as Marvel by Fury toward the end so yeah. Fury coins the word Marvel in yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe as being a character it's name. Like Marvel Surge. Marvel. And, and because he, because of his... Oh, what's the reference to? The Marvettes. The Mar- Marvelettes. Yeah, the, the... Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Boseman. So she's called Captain Marvel because of that song. <laughs> I love that. I, I love think that's it. great. One thing they could have made clearer is the, the freaking word Avenger on the side of her plane. It's really not clear enough in that photograph at the end. It's uh, yeah. It's I, really I, not clear enough because you 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 get full well what he's about to do on the on the word document did, that he's rewriting. I did not have a problem with that. I caught it straight Fair. away. Fair. I I I didn't see it. afterwards. I had to look online. I was like, what what like did it say about? It? And people were saying like, yeah, it says yeah, on the plane. It says I was like, oh, okay, but I could have been a bit bold or even focus on it a bit more. But it didn't need you didn't need to see the word because the music told you the story. Yeah. Um, let let's talk cameos. Uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> in a standee because his head blasted off. So good. <laughs> which so it, which so to good. me felt more like a nod to Last Action Hero in a way. But you see Last Action Hero in the background. Yeah, but like just the idea of like the, the standee being used oh, as a yeah. plot point in yeah, a blockbuster. Yeah. Like it felt very much yeah. like a, you know that kind of a nod to that in a way. Uh, Terminator Two is referenced a bit in this as well, just like the design of it in places, the yeah. kind of the. The the 90s style version of the car chase sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Sue got it popping up briefly in foreground. Uh, yeah, but there's a one about to go on the train. <laughs> Just a nice touch. Stan's cameo. And the dedication to Stan at the top. The, of the dedication film. to Stan was amazing oh. at the top. Um, Just beautiful. And I, I did wonder if... I do wonder if that's going to pop up again for Possibly. Infinity War. I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Because um, I, 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 I believe... Again, I'm, I'm not sure this has been confirmed, but I, as far I, I believe that he's got cameos in Endgame, Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home, mm-hmm. and possibly one more. Yeah. Because he filmed a bunch of them. 
Yeah, they, they banked um, they banked quite a few. And again, after that, I wouldn't be surprised if he still appears in them uh Deadpool two style. Yeah. Yeah, like, or um, or, or the or the Netflix show Howard style. Ramis in Ghostbuster style. Yeah, like Stanley, the visual of Stanley will still be somewhere. I told you then about Once Upon a Deadpool, that they'd uh, that when Domino um, parachutes in, that's his cameo in in, oh. in Deadpool Two yeah, is, yeah. is the big mural of him. Yeah. In Once Upon a Deadpool, the mural had uh, R.I.P. and loads of love hearts on it. So they digitally oh, added more to neat. the mural. That's neat. Um, and he also got in for Once Upon Deadpool. There was a post credits like real of Fox interviews with him and stuff, and, and they said oh. a few words about him. That was the post credits scene for Once Upon a Deadpool. Was a little Stan tribute. He's, oh. Stan has nothing to do with Deadpool, but they were like, "We want to celebrate him." God damn it! He cameos as a strip club DJ in the first one. Yeah, he's in the short film that came out to advertise the second yeah. one. Like we have to acknowledge him. He's the oh. man. He's... His cameo is fucking great. And it's fucking great because it ticked two of my boxes because I'm a big fan of Stan Lee. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith. Yeah. Two great tastes that taste great And he acknowledged essentially his first cameo. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd argue his, his scenes in Mallrats are a bit more than a cameo. They're like two whole scenes. It's like five minutes of the movie with Stan Lee in it as a character. Yeah. But he was going to return for the Mallrats TV Ma- show. For Mallrats. And he was also, he had a key part in Jane Silent Bob Reboot. Ah, which had to get rewritten. Obviously, yeah. Uh, but in Brody's um, Brody's st- a secret stash, they've revealed yeah. on set. Uh, out of all the stuff they're selling, in the middle there is a, a glass cabinet with one of Stan's jumpers and his glasses in it, and <sighs> photos of him. And it's like, do not touch, do not lean on the glass. And that is their nod to him in the movie. And also, this is in the Road to Reboot stuff they've been putting out. Uh, so you know Brody's t-shirt in Mallrats has this sort of weird blurred face on a white t-shirt this black and white photo blurred face yeah. and then when you see him again he's wearing a similar t-shirt in Strike Back yeah. and it's but it's a little kind of clearer because they just couldn't find the same t-shirts they sort of mocked it up okay. in the latest it's it's uh, a black and white photo of Stan from one of those portrait shots from a few oh. years ago and Kevin has said what we've kind of done here sort of you know as a response is it sort of looks like over the years Brody's t-shirt has cleared up and it's revealed to have always been Stan's face. Brilliant. It's like, oh, that's really cute. So Stan Lee's no longer in, in Jane Silent Bob Reboot because it began filming last week. But, and he was apparently playing a very significant part in it. I think he was a character. I don't think he was Stan Lee. Oh. I, think, yeah, I think he was a character in it. But so, but as a result, he's he's still tributed in it. Um. So yeah, but, but Kevin Smith got a freaking... Um, call out and cameo yeah. in Captain Marvel to reinforce the setting of 1995. Stanley's learning his Mallrats lines with the logo and everything on the front, like the freaking logo and Kevin Smith, like at the bottom of it. It's like well done film. And from his Instagram and Twitter post, reacting to seeing the film the other day, oh. it looks like he wasn't aware of this, oh. and, and it was a big surprise He's, for he him. He spent a lot of time crying since his heart attack. <laughs> Before even well, like yeah. his review of the Flash finale, like from season uh, two, it's just a video of him bawling his eyes out. Uh, um, but yeah, that's amazing. And again, he's, he's he's learning the he's learning the trust me, true believer line. Yeah. He's just repeating it over and over again because he's learning his lines. So just, funny, and I just love the little smile that she gives him. Yeah, she, she's, she's just smiling because it's a kooky, weird old man. And then she moves on. Well, he gives her a big grin, doesn't he? He gives her a big old grin. And it's like, uh, and it's just, oh, and but outside of the on a meta level, it's just a really nice acknowledgement of Stan. Stan, yeah. That obviously was planned prior to his death. 
because obviously he's in it and they shot the scene. They wouldn't imagine, but it, it's more poignant now because it's more like it, it. It accompanies the opening uh, graphic. It wouldn't surprise really me nicely. if they put her smiling afterwards. Maybe, yeah, just to give it a bit of more of a or chose more or chose yeah. more of a goofy take because she sort of gives him like a really goofy smile, a bit of side eye. Yeah, it, it, that it maybe the take they use is more of her like looking through the cabin, being frustrated, and then they went, "We'll go with that take. We're going to yeah, go with that yeah. take instead because it just it means more." Um, but yeah, that was cute. And oh God, all those people online saying, "But wait a minute, if Stan Lee's learning his lines for more rats, that means he's Stan Lee. He's playing Stan Lee, and Stan Lee can't be in it because he he's like the guy who created like in more rats. He's talking about Hulk and." And thing and all that, so we can't. Be- hey, do you know who used to cameo in Marvel Comics all the fucking time as himself? Stan fucking Lee and Jack Kirby. Uh, yeah. Repeatedly in Fantastic Four comics, they made cameos. It's a common thing. Like, th- I mean, for Christ's sake, one of the what if stories was what if the Marvel bullpen were the Fantastic Four? <laughs> Did you ever see that one? No. Like Stan's Reed Richards and Jack, Jack Jack Kirby's the thing, and it's just like. Thing is, why is this? It's like, why not? Creators have always cameoed in Marvel comics, yes, as themselves. That's yeah. just a thing that's always happened. So, how about you all take your head out of your serious asshole for a bit and put it in your fun fanny instead, and acknowledge that, <laughs> that this is just that this is the Marvel mm, movie. I do not condone that. This is a non metaphor at all. This is a non Deadpool Marvel movie. But if you're American, you just think I've told you to take your head out of your ass and put your head in your other ass. <laughs> Your other, your other two, ass. Oh, I'm with two asses. Take your head out of your ass for a second, Liz. Five-ass monkey. Five-ass monkey. Um, Take your head out of your bum for a second. And forget that, yes, these movies aren't Deadpool, but fuck it. The Stan cameos are usually not a plot point. They're usually a little meta joke for the audience. Stanios. Let it be meta joke. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny as hell. No. These are the same people that get hung up on him playing Willy Lumpkin in the I Fantastic mean, Four movie and then playing Stan Lee trying to get into the wedding in Rise of the Silver if Surfer. If you actually break down the timeline... Of he's Captain a random Marvel. foreign king in Princess Diaries 2 for no reason. Just accept it. Stan Lee's a cameo artist. Aside, even aside from the, the, the <laughs> Stan Lee question, the Stan Lee celebrity paradox, <laughs> if, if you actually try and break down the timeline of Captain Marvel and the thing that... Like, it just falls apart. Like... Yeah. She can't have played Street Fighter 2 in the bar with <laughs> Monica if she disappeared in 1989 because it came out in 1991. She's going to play Street Fighter 1. She wasn't playing Street Fighter 1. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Street Fighter 1. Well, that's alright. She could have listened to Nirvana's, you know, Come As You Are. Oh, no. Nope, nope. That came out in Unless she randomly heard it during an off screen moment. In the present day part of the story. Yeah, which would be fine. But even then, the vinyl didn't come out until night, is it? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because doesn't fucking matter. Vinyl's a vinyl. The soundtrack's nice. And it, it, as well. it doesn't matter. Like, it, does, it does not matter. Yeah, it, 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 the soundtrack is there to build the movie. It doesn't matter if Carol did hear it. Sod it. It's a comic book movie. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think, I think the reason why it does jar some fans is because, um, you know. The, the, the films have been have taken great care to have people, established continuity and this like that and the other. Jam on continuity, but this isn't continuity. This is this is Easter eggs and cameos and, and, yeah. and pop culture references. Like yeah. it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's all good. The the, the the film is not does not live or die on the back of whether the time whether she could have played Street Fighter in nineteen eighty nine or not. It doesn't matter. Hey hey, do you remember how Captain America fought in World War Two, but was thawed out like twenty years later? Yeah, well, that date keeps changing all the time in yeah. comics because the, the comics 
subtly shift to be present day set regardless of when they were. So just accept it, guys. It's, it's, pre- just it's a really good bags. big picture on that, isn't it? From years and years ago. Oh, but pre- uh, advert first version of Escapist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Escapist, big picture of it. Yeah. Should we talk about emails? We could. Some emails. But I refuse. About... Oh, go on then. Um, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. May contain spoilers. Warning we'll, for those we'll who skipped the emails. Definitely contain spoilers. This one comes in from James. Hi, James. With the subject line, MARVEL, all caps. Um, he says, <laughs> he says, hello, Chris and Matt. Hello, James. Deep breath. Uh, Captain Marvel spoilers ahead. You have been warned. Wasn't Marvel's Captain Marvel a real Marvel not to be confused with Captain Shazam Marvel, who wishes he was as much of a Marvel as Marvel's Captain Marvel? My Marvels. <laughs> Is it clear yet that I really liked Captain Marvel? No, it's not clear. Nothing about that sentence is clear. That <laughs> sentence that is, again, just just once more for, for posterity. Just just to, just to reiterate. Wasn't Marvel's Captain Marvel's a real Marvel not to be confused with Captain Shazam Marvel who wishes he was as much of a Marvel as Marvel's Captain Marvel? My Marvels? <gasps> what? Uh, yes, yes. And well, yet also, no. Well, we all went into Captain Marvel expecting Jude Law to be playing Marvel, didn't we? I, I didn't, but I get why people did. Yeah. Uh, when it was first announced, I thought we were playing Marvel. Uh, but I was not expecting to walk out of an absolutely packed cinema after the revelation that Jude Law was actually playing a young, sexy Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Dumbledore young? Yes, and sexy. Dumbledore. What? <laughs> Where the fuck did that go? I was trying to get a gag in there, but I couldn't are you find high? it. Are you high? No, I wish I was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some questions if you haven't already spoken about this. Do you think the next Captain Marvel film will take place before the events of the first Guardians of the Galaxy? No. And do you think we will see Ronan as the main villain in that? No. He did say he'll be back for the woman. Maybe that will present us with what happens to be to Ronan and Korath between Captain Marvel and Guardians. I think we may need that because of how criminally underused he was. Possibly. Maybe we could get more Jude Law too and a proper look at the face of Bo. I mean Supreme Intelligence. <laughs> a completely different entity nice. to the Great One. See y'all later. <laughs> From one of the Jameses. The one that fell into the Eye of Harmony but was rescued by the Time Lords from which predicament because he was a perfect warrior to fight in a time war. Um, Thanks, James. <laughs> um, James Masters. Not to be confused with James Masters. James Or James Marsden. Um, I don't think the next Captain Marvel will be set before Guardians. I think it'll be set post-Endgame. But I do think they will deal with her going back and dealing with the Kree. Because I feel like she's been away helping rehome the Skrulls. I don't think she's been active in our parts of the galaxy. Where did I read it? <clears throat> I can't remember if it was an interview or something, but I read somewhere where she's she said in an interview, yeah, about the movie thingy, like what's she up to between the movies that she's been out there doing her thing, yeah, um, and helping out along the way. So she's not been like attack on the Kree Empire, no. must take this down because I think she, but she's been she has been like you know doing some superheroics was, along the way whilst trying to find yeah. homes for the scrolls. If she was operating in those circles. Mm-hmm she would have gotten involved in the Thanos thing sooner. In the mid-credit sequence, which we didn't really talk about, um, she looks phenomenal for 20 years later. Yeah, she does not look older. Which implies maybe there's some time travel stuff going on here Maybe, too. not even that, but just like... Costume was different, though. Did you notice? 
Costume is more metallic on the gold bits. Yeah. Look less like a Cree uniform, more like an original costume. It wouldn't surprise me if there's some I'm guessing. Travel. I'm guessing that's a scene from Endgame somewhere. Yeah. I would but it's set shortly after Infinity War. Because the way Cap looks and the fact that the toll is still being counted. Yes. So... And they found the thing. The, the yeah, so is that does that is that how Endgame opens? And then we and then we opens. skip forward. I don't think it's how it opens, but I think it's probably an early scene from Endgame. Mm. In the same way that the the um, the the, the Ant Man teaser was, was Civil War. Yeah, Bucky. Yeah, but it was two. Scenes. You used to put newspaper in your shoes, all that stuff. Yeah, God, I love that movie. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I would like to have seen. More Ronan, Ronan and and Korath and and that the story of them going becoming Cree extremists. But I don't really. I don't think it's necessary. You don't need a movie for that. No, I don't think that's necessarily. The if the one shot still existed, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a one shot on the Captain Marvel Blu-ray. Yeah, maybe like a fifteen-minute film. That'd be really cool. I I think we'll get her going up against the Cree Empire again, but I don't think it'll be a. I don't think it'll be pre Guardians. No, but then again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't not like I'd rule that. it out. Yeah, if they did, I, if they did that, I'd be happy. Yeah. I'd be very happy to I see don't that. Think they'd do it, but it would be, think... be boring if two films in a row her enemy was Yon Rog and the. Queen, I think basically. it'd be nice to have her more Earthbound, just yeah. to establish her as an Avenger and a, and a, a human hero. Yeah, and then take her out. Oh, of space again. I wish I'd have thought. You know, they've been talking about how she might be the figurehead for the Avengers franchise. Phase Four onwards. I would have thought she would be. Yeah. yeah what, if she, Black what if she was the figurehead for the cosmic? Avengers going forward yeah. and the Cosmic Avengers became a cross of whichever Guardians actors were staying on yeah. and her and maybe an Avengers character I don't think we'll get any of the Guardians actors staying on after 3 I wouldn't be surprised if one or Even two not... did like maybe maybe, maybe. I know it sounds weird maybe Groot and, and Rocket would stick around maybe Karen Gillan Nebula yeah I mean I'd watch the hell out of like, okay, we're not going to do Avengers straight up on Earth anymore because we can't, like, capture that lightning in a bottle the same way immediately. Yeah. So let's take a break from Earthbound Avengers and we will move the Avengers franchise to a cosmic thing with Carol leading, Groot Rocket, maybe Nebula, Chuck Thorin, because Hemsworth is not done with this shit. No. Make that a cosmic Avengers thing. Like, give us a new character. Like, give us Adam Warlock or something. I think... Because then you can carry on with that sort of stuff and you can still have a cosmic universe but with characters we want to spend more time with because we like them I think if I think, I think it depends which of the two like new big names end up heading up the Avengers if it's a Black Panther led Avengers I think it'll be more Earthbound mm. if it's a Captain Marvel Avengers, I'll do both that's I how you that's how you do yeah. your new Avengers and Avengers you have one well, team it, on Earth cur- and one team in space currently in the comics she has repurposed Alpha Flight yeah as a space station bound Earth Defence Force but still with book. Maple Leaf logos. Still. <laughs> hey, Puck's still on the team. Yeah, he is. Sasquatch is still on the team. Yeah, he better be. So, but it's there. This is just, they're just Captain Marvel led now. So maybe we'll get Alpha Flight. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Especially now that they've got, they, I think they probably would have fallen under X-Men rights, but that stuff. They got, I mean, well, some things across over like the scrolls were fer- were definitely Fox. But it looks like they might have been in that same grey area as Quicksilver, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. No, but but that's why they did the, that's why they did the Chitauri in the first Avengers. Joss yeah. Whedon's first draft had the scrolls in it. Yeah, scrolls and Wasp. Um, <clears throat> anyway, um, 
This one comes in from Georg. Georg. Georgi Wheat. With the... Um, <laughs> Is he a Cree warrior? Uh, Georgi Wheat. <laughs> this come, with is, the, it, is it George White? Yes. Is that how you tweeted um, so he was going to yes. send the same Georg. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hi, George. This one comes in with the, with the subject line, Ray Bloody Purchase. Uh, says greetings yeah. big damn lads I hope you're both I hope you're both well apologies for the gaps in communication hey, don't worry about it you do what you do uh, I've had a lot of personal stuff to deal with over these last few months I uh, hope everything's okay George uh, but the one thing that's kept me going is hearing your voices every week I even considered throwing in the towel with the Nerd Babble podcast but alas I'm stuck doing that for the rest of time as well you should be yes always continue <laughs> keep going um, keep going keep going can Marvel related questions Thoughts on the end credit scenes? Post credits for Captain Marvel. Uh, uh, well, we talked about the mid credits one. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely and it's the... got to be in in Endgame. Yeah, way. I think that's just an Endgame scene. Uh, post post credits. Loved it. <laughs> it's one of those like, how long can we stretch this gag out without it overstaying its welcome? It was it was the, that, it, it was the best. Did we really need this end credit scene since Cap in Homecoming? Which is phenomenal. That's so good. And so good. Tony uh, waking up Bruce in their therapy session in Iron Man 3. Oh, that's so good! It's like, I'm not, I do, I'm not I'm this not, kind, I'm not of doctor. kind of doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I absolutely it great. love it. And the moment, the moment it comes back to the desk, I was just like, why are we holding on this shit? The fucking cat's going to get on the desk, isn't it? The cat's going to throw the, 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 the Tesseract. <laughs> yeah. They just milked it. They milked it. It was so funny. Very good. I enjoyed it. I like the fact that, that they tend to now be giving you the essential thing you need to know in the mid-credits. Yeah. And then, and then at the end, a little... There you go. Apart from Black Panther, which did it the other way around. Yeah, well, it was like yeah, yeah. Bucky's awake, guys, and he's ready for he's ready for combat. And the mid credits was more, "Hey, Wakanda's going to have a bigger role in the world, but we're not going to explore that in the next film. Don't worry about it." Yeah. Well, we will in the next Black Panther film. Yeah, just you know, hang Wak- on, Wakanda forever. Um, thoughts on just how awesome Brie Larson was? Yeah, really cool. I mean, I already like Brie Larson anyway, but really yeah, cool. And she I is fucking phenomenal in this. Again, on a pure just sort of fanboy level, I'm looking forward to seeing this character's. Um, impact on the yeah. Avengers 3 and 4 storyline. Also, Brie Larson's 27. Sure, really? Of course, because there was casting um, concerns, wasn't there, that she wouldn't be old enough yeah, according, to have been in the... Uh, according to... <coughs> excuse me, like, the Air Force. Uh, according to like, Air Force consultants, like the absolute youngest she could be if she'd been like fast-tracked and everything is 28. Mm. And she was 27 so, when she was cast. So the character is assumed. Oh, the character, yeah. the ca- I think they play the character up in terms of when she went to uh, yeah, flight yeah, school yeah. and everything. They sort of play her up to be close to thirty. Yeah, I'd thought so. So it's like fair enough. Like you know, yeah, Brie Larson's um, younger than both of us. Fuck Brie Larson. <laughs> Screw her. No, don't. She's, she's great. She's incredible. Um, also, did you see the 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 pictures of uh, one of the screenings? She uh, she should have been in a Captain Marvel tracksuit and, and was, served popcorn. Yeah. She was bat- she was helping out on the uh, concessions. The concessions, yes. That that sort of marketing is really cute. Yeah, I love it when they do stuff like that. That's really cool. Um, that sort of stuff. Yeah, because like, they they always every film always does the really easy marketing thing of hey, we're near a screening, 
just going to be popping, say a few words and go about your day. It's like, yeah, that's kind of cute. But then to go that level and be like, yeah, we're going to get photos of you in the concession stand and sod it. Do you want to just give out some popcorn? Go for it. You're yeah. giving away popcorn. Good time. Just rock I, I love her excuse in it. She says like, I just, I'm only here because I heard my face was on the cups. <laughs> I just wanted to see for myself. <laughs> she's good, Brie Larson. I like her. Um, and she's great in this. She's a good Brie Larson, please. She's a good egg. Um, yes. Uh, ben Mendelssohn wasn't evil? No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. And I think that casting was consciously trying to play on your expectations because a bit as well. You expect Ben Mendelsohn to be a bad dude. He played a great baddie in it. Oh, yeah. And then it was revealed that, oh, no, he's not a baddie. This is just the perception that we've been made to think of by the Kree. I love I love the little moment where he's, he's about to shoot the, the other guards when he's in disguise. Yeah. And he tells his daughter to cover her eyes. Yes. That's just a really sweet moment. Mm. I also love that it didn't... There's two moments in this film... Where I thought, where if this was a male-led, male like um, superhero film, mm. I, there were two moments where I was like, that character's gonna die, and one of them was when uh, Maria Rambo agrees to go up in space with him. Yeah, I was like, she's gonna die, but she didn't. She did not. And the other one was when I love how she was guilt tripped by her daughter yeah. to do it in the first place. It's like and, you got to do it because you'd be setting a good example. Go. And I love how, uh, and when Talos got shot. I was yeah. like, oh no, they're going to kill him off. And then they didn't. Yeah, he's just injured. He was shot in the shoulder. But I think, it, I think if this had been a more serious, macho film, yeah. both of those would have been moments where they would have used the opportunity to kill those characters for pathos. We yeah. didn't need to. We didn't need to. Really good. Um, and why isn't it April 26th right now? Is that the release date of... Endgame. Really? In the UK? Snap. Ha! Mm. Um... I don't know. So we can build up some anticipation? So we can watch Shazam in the meantime? Yeah, we've got Shazam first. I think Oz is soon as well, actually. Yeah, it's not far off. Um, it's not far off. I think it might be next week, even? It can't be that soon, surely. Um, I mean, I know, it's, I know it's a completely different kind of film. But well, it's tangentially connected. March 22nd. Wow, two weeks away. Holy shit. March 22nd. A week, a week at us. A week and change away from when this episode goes out. Fuck. Oh my god! Um, yes, yeah, so it's got it's tangentially connected. It's got it's got Mbaku and Nakia in it. So there true, you go. true. Um, that's all from me. If you hadn't guessed, I really loved this movie and thought it was a great <laughs> introduction for a character that's going to kick Thanos's ass. He's shitting himself. Until next time. <laughs> Goodbye, my dears. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> I, I can see what people's concerns about the... <laughs> Sorry, I just have to, you have to do it that way. Um, I can see people's concerns about the Superman effect with with Carol. Yeah. She is very tough. Um, but she's one of those... If you put her up... Yeah, she's not... But she shouldn't be fighting like normal level threats. In the same way that Thor... Thor's... They've managed to get around Thor's Superman problem because he's essentially got the same power set. Yeah. Like he's he is like super strong and invulnerable and fast. I think I think with Thor they've they've shown it more visually. They tried to balance it out. Yeah. Like they they've put him up against the biggest baddest yeah, bastards. He's, yeah, that the, he's, the, he's the, the bruiser. The, the nine and realms have you know, have to offer. That's the role that that Carol fills. Um, mm. that Captain Marvel fills. Uh, she's a bruiser. Mm. She is a fist, a blunt instrument. Yeah. Um, she's not a Black Widow or. I've got some. I've got some Miss Marvel issues somewhere where she's just beating the shit out of a yeah. horde of brood. 
That's what I was saying before. Like, like the brood were obviously like, we're going to completely overwhelm you. And they're this swarming, horrible creature, tentacly, like, bug no. wing thing. And she, she eventually, because the whole point in that story is that she gets swarmed and captured and taken somewhere. Yeah. But she spends like eight pages just beating the shit out of well, them. And you go, yeah, that's Carol. Like, she's not going, right, I need to get away. She's like, all right, like, bring no, it on. Let's get, go back and read um, <laughs> like this, the first Kelly Sudokonic arc in Pursuit yeah. of Flight. It's just like, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really a problem solver. I just kind of, beat things up and punch them until they stop. Yeah. Like that that's like kind of her in a monologue to, to, to like to boil it down to a couple of sentences. Uh so yeah, that's great. And and I think we're gonna be seeing so much more of her because I think as a character they've just really it's the it's probably the most likable of the instantly likable and charismatic of the post Avengers characters they've introduced. Yeah past that initial roster yeah like yeah all those actors and characters are great but in terms of one that you warm instantly to mm-hmm. soon as they appear on screen and stuff well, yeah because especially with the others we sort of go on their journey with them yeah like we we we, we see Stephen strange become a bit more likable we we are instantly won over yeah. by scott lang before his his fantasy story begins but like in this case yeah, it's it's, just... it's we meet we meet someone who's already fully formed as far as she knows. Yeah, and she's instantly a likable character, and then we get to like her more when we get on her side, and we're like, they they've played you for a fucking fool. You you sort and, this out, Carol. Yeah, and, you sort I, this out. I you right she... the wrongs. You have your mohawk when the helmet comes she's on. Fucking great. She's just oh that the helmet. Love the helmet. Jamie McKelly was very excited. Yeah, I could imagine. I could movie. imagine. He took a he took a photo of this of his special thanks in the credits so he could show it to his mum. Oh, oh! oh God, that's really it. sweet. Gotta love it. That's damn and sweet. we do. We love Captain Marvel. It were great. And if you want to let us know what you thought about it for next time, remember our big damn cast on Twitter, big damn contact at gmail.com. Pop along to twitch.tv forward slash big damn stream for regular streams. Um, the eventually back on should be back to normal now because uh, by the time you hear this, because uh, yeah, I just had to. I'll look after my other half as she had a procedure, so I've not been able to stream as much. But uh, it'll be back to normal by the time you hear this, and we'll be we'll be going through the Resident Evil remake. You'll be getting that, closer no and idea. closer to becoming a Jill sandwich. Oh, <laughs> they took that line out. Did they? They changed it. Oh, because I, I got to that bit in the first episode oh, of the stream. Oh, what is it now? Um, you could have been flattened by a fucking ceiling and no, died. Oh, what's that? oh no, it's, uh, <laughs> any longer, you'd have fit nicely in a sandwich. Oh, like, no, oh that's no. not good but are the vocal performance is better nope the dialogue is ah. just as bad but in a different way and the vocal performances are more professional sounding but very bad they're trying nope we're trying uh, the game is very trying <laughs> on that note I have further faster baby Oh yeah!